Welcome to Leftovers from Living Proof, the podcast for stuff that didn't fit into the service. We hope to share some information that will make you think and maybe even make you laugh. Here we are again. <laughs> oh, look at us. A whole nother day. Wow. Did you get a shower last time? It's... <laughs> I've had a shower. Well, no, I didn't today. What in the oh, world? Oh, come on. You guys don't shave and shower every day, do you? Every day. No, you uh, don't. I don't. Every shave. day. I don't shave, but I do I shower. go through a bottle of soap a day. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> you want to start that again? Paul, The mouth trumpet. That Paul's <laughs> granddaughter today at lunch uh, was... Yeah, Paul's granddaughter, Kerrigan, yeah. at lunch today... Okay. Thought she was trying to make the Jaws um, noise because she had a little dinosaur action figure, and she goes donut, 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 <laughs> and then she goes, and then she would go rawr at the end that too. And so I, every time I see that movie now, I'm going to be thinking donut, donut, donut. <laughs> That's really ironic because I have a pair of socks that has shark like coming up out of the water, oh, yeah? and little little rings, which <laughs> I thought were like rings? you know, those are probably the lifesaver. They're that, donuts. They don't. Oh, they are donuts. <laughs> donut, 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 donut. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so enough of that. <laughs> so, how you guys doing tonight? So good. Doing good. Yeah. So how about you? Good. Terrific. So good. That was an awesome conference. I, I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. What? The, the conference I, know, I went to I down know. in Fort Okay, okay. Yeah. I had an awesome trip, too, by the way. We'll get to the, yeah, how was it? Nah. What'd you see? I'm not telling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really none of your business what I do on my trips. You're right. All right, then. Hey, uh, if you guys remember, we, back in December, did a, uh, a poll where we asked folks, um, what, what topics do you want to hear? And we got a ton of people sending in information uh, for us to discuss and some questions. And we had narrowed it down to these two. And Laura Wright won. Yes, congratulations she, she, again. She did awesome. She got our uh, Amazon gift card. Yes. Uh, but, but. There was uh, no money on it, was there? Oh, that's not where you were going? That's not your, oh, that's okay. not, that's, you don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, so we had a second uh, uh, topic a close uh, second. It was close very second. close. It was very close. It was like fifty-seven to forty-three percent. Yeah, so, so within nine percent, with a margin of error of eight. <laughs> Paul, who 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 was that? Who won that one? Laura. We just said that. No, 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 no. The second <laughs> second place. Oh, Brett. Mm. So uh, Brett had the question. How does someone fall away from God? And uh, we, we kind of narrowed this question down quite a bit. How does someone fall away from God once saved, and can that make them unsalvageable? Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, his, his uh, full, the full text of his email was this. And I, I just want to point out that um, I'm, I'm just reading exactly what he wrote. Now, I agree with him on a couple points here. <laughs> You're going to have to clarify which ones you agree with. So hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to put my own intonation on it uh, as if Brett was asking the question to okay, us. Okay. So I don't expect that you three scholars will solve this one 
given all the smart people that have argued this case forever, but it's worth asking anyway. Considering Christ one time for all, and that's in quotes, I'm making air quotes, you can't see that. I'm seeing it right now. One time for all, (laughs) sacrifice for sin, assuming this means sins past, present, and future, how does one actually fall away from God? He goes on to say, let's assume that someone genuinely seeks Christ and repents. Are we to assume that someone or something can pry us from the care of God? Is it possible that the faithfulness of God will keep pursuing us until we return to him? He says, I ask this from a perspective of a person who has been in churches that readily believe in, what's that word there? Apostasy. Apostasy? Uh, Or backsliding. (laughs) But I tend to think that God continues to pursue us through our rebellion to the point where we will likely return to him. Mm. I do think that a person can absolutely harden themselves to God so they become unsalvageable. But I think that it probably happens less than most think. In the end, I don't know, and I haven't included any biblical references, but thought it could make for interesting conversation. And You're going to read the last part? A side note. Goodness knows that you've discussed things that aren't interesting. (laughs) Is that the part you agree with, Paul? I like the part that you call me a scholar. I never looked at myself that way, but I'm glad that someone does. Brett would say that we haven't talked about things interesting. (laughs) And, And let me just say that if Brett had one, I wouldn't have given him a gift card. Just because of those comments. You can't say things like that. I just did. Okay, I'm sorry, Brett. Had you won, which you didn't, I would give you a gift card that didn't have any money on it. Very nice. Okay. Yes, I'm going to get in trouble for this. I got, I got, I got a reference here uh, that that I found because uh, obviously we want to go to the Bible to find what we're looking for. That's a good plan. That's a good idea. So in Hebrews six verse mm. four, it says it's impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that sounds scary. It is scary. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. So it, it sounds like in here it's saying we, we can't in good faith, well, I guess not in good faith, we can't... Uh, in bad faith. In bad faith, thank you. Get back into God's good graces, mm-hmm. stepping away. You're looking at me like you want me to respond to I, this. No, I, I'll, I'll look at Paul. Paul, respond to that. I'm looking at Bo or have him respond. I'm, I'm reading on. So, I'm, I'm keep reading. I'm so still let me it down. let me just say this in context of where we're <clears throat> where we're all setting. Okay. Okay. We attend a non-denominational church, and one of the things I love about attending non-denominational church are things like this. Growing up in church have completely wrecked other churches, <laughs> and bothered me to a core. To where, like, topics like this, if if you just stay with God, 
and and stick to who you and be committed to who you say you are as a believer, this this topic would never even been brought up. True, but obviously it's an issue for some, or it wouldn't have made the Bible. Um, and it's also a question. I think more people ask this question about others that they are that they love than actually about themselves. Yeah. Like they have a son or a daughter that's, you know, fallen away you, from God and you don't think people sit around and go, gosh, you know what, I'm a really good Christian right now and I pray every day and I read my Bible, but I was really thinking I might mm, go do something different. <laughs> Is it possible that God's gonna have me back? I think if people thought about it, they would probably say that in their head in a roundabout way. <laughs> that hey, I can go I can go continue to do what I'm wanting to do. But let me just like so if for instance certain denominations which I know a Baptist uh, believe if you are truly once saved always saved yep. you're you're not going anywhere you and they use the scripture you can't pluck out of God's hand you know his mighty hand that you can't be plucked out of his hand that's what that's the scripture they use if someone argues with them and the reason I know this is my grandma and grandpa are Baptist and uh if you argue with them about this topic, they are going to say, well, I don't believe that person ever was saved. If they're if they're t- telling themselves they really never was saved, if they can be plucked out of God's hand, they are using this scripture. Um, exactly like that. Like if you've ever tasted, if you've ever really, um, um, felt and know who God is, then if you've ever tasted the goodness of the Holy Spirit, if you've ever received that, then there's no way you're going to want to walk away from it. That's that's what they believe. There's a completely other opposite end of this. I you you have a Nazarene background, correct? Yeah. What what do they where do they stand on this? I think I know, but I don't want to speak out of turn because I've never attended an actual Nazarene church. Do you know where they stand on this topic? I'm going to say I don't know. Okay. I have I, a friend I can um, phone. Or we can go to the audience for fifty-fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, but the other end of this, I'll just say the other end. I don't know. I'm not going to you know plunk it on the Nazarenes. The other end of this is they say um, if you choose to, you can walk away from God if and you can p- completely denounce who God is if you choose to do so, and and you can walk away from Him. And then, and then the question is: Is can you return? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, what is, what is, uh, I just don't understand why this topic has to be talked about because why in the world would you ever want to leave him? Well, what's different from the person who's never come to Christ and the person who walks away from Christ and comes back? Isn't that the prodigal son story? It is, but it never says in the prodigal son story that he really was a good son or believer before he left. That story is less about right. the son and more about the father accepting him back and how he accepted him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. is. That story that we focus a lot on the son when actually it's all about the father and how um, he gives him every opportunity and he even celebrates his return because the son really wasn't good to the father beforehand, during, and really he, he took advantage of him the whole time until he hum, he got completely humbled and finally came back to the father and knowing that he doesn't deserve a thing. That 
that doesn't really fit this very well. No. So so let's say that he's he's asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, he's concerned uh, that he knew his friend was living in Christ, and it's obvious to him that they're not now. Is that is that really fallen away? Is that is that what they're referring to here? Uh, are they crucifying Christ all over again? That's what the Bible says they are. That's what what the Scripture's saying. Okay, so then can they repent again? <laughs> I th- this is a, this is this is a really uncomfortable question for some people. And again, it's uncomfortable for me. We 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 three scholars um, may not be able to solve this one. I don't know that we solve many problems. I'll say that much. So, but we talk about a lot. You of want things. to know the one part in this scripture, and I've read it several times in my life. You don't want to know the one part that confuses me. Okay, I would love to hear this. So, in in the one verse in verse uh, six, it says, "And who and who have fallen." away to be brought back to repentance if fallen away to be brought back to repentance to their loss they are crucifying the son of god all over again yeah so it's my, I, where i'm confused is to their loss you're talking about crucifying god all over again like he loves us so much that when we know him and we fall away choose to fall away or choose to go away that we're crucifying him all over again, and that's our loss, not his. Yeah. In that sentence, in how he words that there, that shows you how much your Heavenly Father loves you, that much. And it's it's like when you read this, you're questioning yourself over and over again, why in the world would I ever want to walk away from a guy that loves me that much? He's hanging on the cross. He's crucifying. I'm crucifying him again after I already know he's been crucified once. And he's saying, well, that's your loss. But, but I think that there's something <laughs> that happens when we say we're crucifying him over again. What happened when we crucified him the first time? He came back. Well, he, he died for our sins. Mm-hmm. So then it's saying here that if, if, we, if we walk away, then it's like us crucifying him all over again. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not now dying for his sins. He's he's now just dying because we're making that decision. So so what decision are you making? You're saying I'm no longer going to follow Christ. I'm yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm turning away right now. Yeah. But the difference is is that's after you've you've already known him and accepted him. Right? And, and you've seen about, and right? you've seen the spirit. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like the, it's completely different for someone that's never really heard the gospel or never understood it or never accepted it. That, correct? That's where agreement on that. I, I believe so. Yes. yes. That for yeah. me, it is. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's that's what it's saying right here. We're, we're talking yeah. about someone that has proclaimed Jesus at some point in their life, maybe even been baptized. Uh, you know, said I want a relationship with Jesus, and then now later on, choosing to denounce him to like say I, I don't believe in him. I don't want anything to do with him. I, I don't even want to know him. I don't think he's real. I yes. don't think he exists. Okay, so I, I, let's stop right there. Like, and you just said a second ago is. What gets someone to that point to become I, that? I can't imagine. I, I, that's what's hard. I and that's where mental I, illness. Well, and, and I'm I'm sitting there going, why? I mean, just in my life, I know what what Christ has done for me. I would never see myself 
turning, you know, a complete 180. I mean, I just can't see what would cause me to see that. What it's like major to... commitment issues. So were they ever really? But That's, then again, because it goes there, back. There's the Baptist coming out in Paul right there. <laughs> <laughs> were they ever really? You're, were they ever really sold out and surrendered to God? Right. Was their heart ever a full? So do you think there's a possibility that a lot of people accept Jesus for the benefits of accepting Jesus and not really for just who Jesus is? Their friends are doing it, so why not? I'm here. No, like the, like, um, hey, the only way to get to heaven and not go to hell is to accept Jesus. The only way to have a blessed life, um, the only way to find a great wife, the only way to have a happy marriage, the only way to have kids and really be blessed with kids is to know God. You're going for the rewards. Instead You're of going the for the rewards um, because you base the relationships on what you get out of it, not necessarily that you base it on the relationship and then you get the rewards because of the relationship. Do you see what I'm saying? The difference? And yeah. I think, again, we're a microwave generation that I said last podcast that we were on. If, if you go back, I think people have expectations of who God is in their mind. When the, actually the Bible says we can never fathom how powerful and how amazing, how majestic he is. And so I think we go in with expectations when, when all of a sudden... God does not answer us or he doesn't bless us the way that we see fit. Probably because he has something better for you, but you're not willing to go there with him or wait for it. Yeah. Then that's when people go, you know what? This stuff's, this is a hoax. This is messed up. I actually just spoke to a, a man that used to love Jesus and know the Lord. He had prayed. His wife was wanting to leave him and he had prayed and prayed and said, don't ever, I, I, I don't want my wife to leave. When he when she she decided actually to leave him, he then got that's all God's fault. That was completely God's fault that she left. I prayed that she wouldn't, and she did. And here we are. Yeah, you, you you know basically you said that if I give that to God, give that marriage to God, that it would work out. And that's, that, that's what you said. No, oh. but you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. what hey, that's what he took it as is like God. If I surrender my marriage over to you. You, you're basically going to fix it all and, and fix everything. It's, it's just hard to know God's full plan and to trust it sometimes. And you can't control what somebody else does around you. And here's an amazing thing. Even the people we're married to, when we get up to heaven, we don't have to answer for them and they don't have to answer for us. You have to set in front of God yourself and answer for what. So now he's allowing whoever this woman is to have so much power over him that he's willing to denounce the God he knows and the God he was praying to for her on her behalf just because she left. She decided to leave. How can you do that? Um, well, it's I, called sin. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think, I think there's a lot of things that probably led up to that, and, and they're looking Who, for an excuse. Exactly. It can't be my fault. No. It can't be, can't be her fault. It has to be God's fault. And that, so that's what the scripture I think is talking about. Like, it's like you're crucifying God all over again by not accepting who he is. And man, I, I do not want to be there. I, it's hard for me to even think about this topic. It really, honestly, it's hard for my brain to go there because I don't even want to think about that people would be willing to do that. If, if they yeah. know, if they ever truly get a taste of who God is and then they're still like, you know what, <laughs> this isn't for me. It don't make any sense. That's like finding a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow and be like, you know, this isn't, you know, I don't really need this. 
I don't want to be one of those people who takes one verse out and, and mm-hmm. uh, pulls it out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, I think the, the paragraph right below that uh, kind of puts some uh, context around yeah. what we're doing. Uh, verse 9, Hebrews 6, 9, Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things, in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown for him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. I think that's great advice for your friend that, mm-hmm. that, yep. that uh, you know, thinks, oh, I prayed about it, so... Yeah, it speaks right into it. Yeah. I I don't know. I As a pastor, I get this question a lot. It surprises me how much I get it and how much of a hang-up it is for some, but I, I don't understand the hang-up. I understand the question, and I understand why it's asked. Uh, I just don't understand why it's a hang-up because, for me, let's just be safe with it. <laughs> like in my... I'm I don't have much brain, but what I do have, I'm like let's not even question. I don't even want to question whether or not I could walk away from God because I never want to go there. I never want to walk away from Him. Like why play the line? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's almost like going in a relationship. Like hey, what's the bare minimum I can do and you still love me? <laughs> like what's what's the how how much can I completely disrespect you? But you still, I get all the benefits of having you in my life, but I really don't want to actually put anything into it. And if you go into the mindset in anything in life with that, that's basically what this question is. Is like, how, how many times will he forgive me? How many, how many times will, can I still sin and he still loves me? And how, how deep is grace? How, how far? How wide? And does he really love me? You know, like in... We have to have boundaries, man. We have to we have to push them and exactly. figure out what, exactly. what it's we like, can get it's away like, with. It's like, hey, God, would you just answer every question of the universe okay. and, and fill me with knowledge? And, and God's like, no, it's called faith. And it's called believing in things that you don't always see and having a relationship, and, and let's go from there. Like aiming for the edge of the, the dartboard rather than the center? Sure, yeah. I'm going to jump ahead real quick. You, you just talked about faith for a second. We were going down the highway, my wife and I, this last weekend to go talk to my niece for a little bit. And on the side of a you know, a car lot, halfway between here and there, there was a sign that said, uh, Scripture for the Year 2020. And it said, Hebrews 11, 1, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. That was the Scripture. So faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Mm-hmm. It's a solid question. I, I could I could bring you in four or five different um, people that are you know, <clears throat> more knowledgeable in the Bible than me, and all four or five of them would have different opinions on this. Yeah, I, I actually so. spoke with someone at that's what when you jump to this one. I spoke with someone at the Christmas ugly sweater, uh-huh. thing, and he actually does, has been studying this. He so he he actually wanted to talk about this. I don't know if that's something you guys want to bring back later on. And wow, have him maybe come we should in. bring them in. But he's he's actually been studying on this, and I was like, well, I'd like to talk to you about it sometime. And then we just kind of went to talk about some of the things, other things. But but he's actually done studying on this. So 
I'd be interested to see what his take is on it also. Yeah, and it might be a topic that we bring up. We plan on having some other pastors come in. Um, I would love to get their perspective on it on this same topic too. So we may revisit this. Yeah, we may revisit it. I think it'd be really good to revisit. So uh, there's another topic I wanted to talk about. I'm ready. Uh, baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one Spelled with a B. question come in, and it says, what's the main reason to get baptized? What does this do for us? Mm-hmm. 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 Paul, you want to jump in here? Have they taken a bath in a while? Oh. What is the main reason to get baptized? To me, you know, what I've always believed was is uh, self, not not self, but a, a public display. Yep. And so it's a representation of washing away your old life and saying, "I want to live new for Christ," and it's a public display of that. That's what it is. That's why it's important. You the and another. This is another topic where. Just like one when we answered when we a couple up last podcast, yeah, that we talked about prayer because Jesus told us to. Oh, yeah, this is why we get baptized. So, does baptism portray something? Yeah, it portrays a new life in Him. It's it's telling the world, it's telling the people around you. There are several reasons for accountability hey, this is the way I want to live, um, this is who I am as a person. It's It's an opportunity to tell your testimony. Um, it, there's, there's several things that come out of baptism, Can I, but I tell, I'll tell you this. There's something very spiritual, very unique that happens. I've heard of people that, I mean, for years, they look back on their, the moment they're baptized and say, that's when I told everybody that this is how I'm going to live. And, it's, and it's, it's a self-accountability thing, not just accountability to the church family or to the people around you, but there's a self-accountability that said, no, like I chose to be water baptized and have a new life in him. Um, I, I made a decision. I'm going to live for him forever. So this is where, this is what I'm doing. And uh, people look back to that for their, their journey, their spiritual journey, their spiritual walk all the time. Yeah. Do you mind if I read something here? No, not at all. You're it's a great, actually you're from a the reader. Bible. You're a great reader. That's a good book. Uh, you should read it. Romans 6. Um, I'm going to start kind of part of this. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely symbolic of, of right. Christ dying and then uh, coming up new. We, we definitely are a, a new creation. I think sometimes, though, people equate salvation with baptism. Have, have you ever experienced that? Yeah, all the time. Okay. But I, it's not, it, it can't be, it's not the same. Right. There's nowhere in the Bible that says you will be saved by getting baptized. So sprinkling water on babies' heads doesn't save them when they're young? No, sadly not. It, there, it, there's nowhere in the Bible does it say that. But, but if I came to the church and asked you to baptize me, you, you, you could uh, baptize me and, and then I'd be saved, right? No. Because it's my conscious decision, right? No. Bo, you make this so difficult. <laughs> no, it's not difficult. I make it easier. I, so you're, so here's, here's the thing. 
accepting Jesus for who he is and saying that you want to live for him forever is a decision you have to make consciously, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So how does a baby that is not even feeding themselves or thinking for themselves know if they want to accept Jesus or not yet? Oh, good point. So if I sprinkle some water on them, how in the world is that doing anything other than giving them a wet spot on their head? And I'm not being, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be like facetious or mean about it because I know a lot of people, I, I talk to people all the time, even in our church, they're like, well, I was baptized as a baby. Can I get baptized again? I'm like, well, do you remember it? And they're like, no. And I was like, well, I would do it again then because it's something that we're supposed to remember that, hey, this is the, the decision we made. And I think it's important for you to know the decision you made. It, it nowhere in the Bible does it say it says you it says do this, but it doesn't say do this to get saved, right? And it does have another verse that says about getting saved. It says by accepting me, by accepting that I died on the cross for you, that I'm forgiving you of your sins. Now that it says will save you, but it does not say by getting baptized. Um, it says that we do that for a completely different reason. And it's representing that we are in union with Jesus and that we are, we're going to live for him forever. So you are referring to Matthew 28, verse 19. Go th therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So you're saying that doesn't make them all Christian just because God commanded us to do that and we go dunk them in water and it's all better? Um, so... In the what you're referencing, and you just read it, that's the fourth thing on the list. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't want to pull those things out of context like that. No, and actually, if so, if you would come to me and you would say, "Hey, I want to get baptized," I would say, "Okay, well, what, what, why do you want to get baptized?" And you say, "Oh, well, I don't know. I just I want to get in the water. That's not a good enough reason to get baptized." I'm going to ask you specifically, specifically. I was like, "Well, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Or have you asked Jesus in your life?" And that's when. I'll say, okay, well, then you're ready to get baptized if that's what you feel led to do, if you're ready to do that. Other than that, uh, I'm not going to baptize you if you say you don't know who Jesus is. Kind of strict on that, aren't you? Well, it's just, it's, there's no point in me hanging out in the water with you in the middle of a bunch of people if, if you really don't know why you're doing it. Uh, the, I think this is so cut and dry. It's not even, I don't see much gray area in this no, at all. Not even up for discussion. No, like I, I'm, oh, I'm going to be open to discussion with people. There's, I have several friends that you know the whole baptizing as a baby, confirmation class, all, all of this fun stuff that we have come up with out of the Bible. But to me, this is it's all about relationship and a decision on the relationship, and whether or not we want to live it or not, and then deciding to go public with that. That's what it is. The scripture, I don't know if you're looking for that a second ago, Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then the second... They actually use the word saved quite a bit there. They, they do. So the second part of this question then, what does baptism do for us? Mm-hmm. Does it do for us, or, or is it is it just... You know, I think Paul said, "It's it's our profession of faith." It's it's yeah, like both said. Do. It's 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 a would you say a part that you remember back to? You go back to that. Yeah, it's you, a personal accountability time. But it's all. But it does do so. I I believe it does something. If it's it feels like old sin washes away when you come up out of that water. Well, if you if you look at it symbolically, like you just said, Jesus was laid into the ground. Mm -hmm. You were laid into the water. 
and then Jesus was risen three days later, and you're raised back up. And at that time, all those sins was washed away because Jesus took those sins when he was coming back up yeah, to heaven. he paid for them. Yeah. So it, it feels, when you do that, it feels like um, you have new life coming up out of the water. It's amazing. Baptism, um, when people love the Lord and they are ready to get baptized, there is not a feeling like it. It's one of my favorite services that we do. It is, it is an absolute blast to see people profess their faith. Um, teenagers, kids, adults. I, I've baptized um, my grandma in her 70s before. Uh, I baptized Larry, who was in his 70s. And just it, there's, nothing, there's nothing like people professing their faith. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything funny ever happen when people are getting baptized? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything you can share? Mm-hmm. We've had we've I've lifted somebody up and their pants weren't necessarily <laughs> on really well, and and you don't want to wear white. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No, like no white no. t-shirts. No. I remember watching videos on YouTube where the little kid was so excited he just did a cannonball into the. <laughs> <laughs> baptismal. I know yeah. a lot of people seen that one. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a it's a great thing. It's it's to be celebrated and it's something you'll remember the rest of your life if you choose to do it. Awesome. Well, hopefully we have a uh baptism coming up soon. We do. Uh, out yeah. of living proof if if folks want to uh We do. We actually talked about it in staff meeting today and we are uh having one. We usually do about two or three a year. Um, we have two or three of those services a year, and anywhere from we've had upwards of what thirty get baptized in the same service, and yeah. and down to like ten or what. I yep. mean, it's it's been amazing. I, it, it really is an awesome service too. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Um, in one year, we baptized over seventy people. Wow! In one year, that's awesome. Yeah, fun times, fun fun times. Well, I hate to say this, but I think that's all we have time for tonight. Yeah, because we're hungry. That's true. We're going to go eat. Well, there's Chinese, but I didn't. I'm staring at a big bucket of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thanks for listening. We, yeah. we there's, there's been several people that has messaged both me, Bo, and all of us together that, that have really been able to pull something out of this, out of the podcast. And it's, it's pretty amazing to be, to be able to be part of that. So, yeah, we seriously want the podcast to become, become something that, it's a it's a quick listen, something you can work, listen to on the way to work, um, get something out of it, and and maybe something that you can think about throughout the day. We we all, obviously the three of us together love having fun. Um, we enjoy each other. We're friends outside the podcast, and um, but it is uh, it's fun to get together and talk about topics of the Bible, um, even though we don't know very much. Nope. But we are learning together, and. Uh, we do know that God is crazy in love with us and uh, we're crazy in love with him. And so, so it's fun to get around and talk about his word and, and what he left for us and, and uh, man, to see him work in people's lives. I, I think people relate to us when we say we're learning and we don't know everything yet, but we're figuring it, we're trying to figure it out and just live out the life that God wants us to. That's what LP leftovers is about. And uh, it's a, it's a fun group. We love hearing from you, and and there's not an Amazon gift card on the line anymore. But yeah, that's off the line. We want to uh, encourage you to to send us uh, uh, your suggestions. If you do have something, you can either visit we might our, have pri- we might have prizes from our sponsors later on in, oh, in the later true. episodes. That's true. Yeah. 
So send it in with the hope that there might be a sponsor that might have a <laughs> a prize later prize on. for you later on. Yeah. One of my favorite memes is uh, a rhino is a unicorn that just let itself go. Thanks for listening. We would love to have you uh, send in some <laughs> some suggestions. Either visit uh, our Facebook page, uh, LP Leftovers, or you can email yeah. lpleftovers at gmail.com. Or fax us at wedonthaveafaxanymore.com. What's that email address again, Paul? lpleftovers at gmail.com. Also, send a white dove that talks and we'll think it's from Jesus. lpleftovers at gmail.com. We'll see you all soon. Thank you.